Welcome to Free and Figuring It Out, a weekly podcast hosted by two Brits, Sherelle Griffith and Verity Brown, on a mission to support, empower and reassure fellow independent millennial women that they can be self-sufficient, successful and seen. Hello and welcome back to season two. We are back after our fabulous little summer break. Um, and we are super excited to be talking to you today. So thank you so much for tuning back in. How are you, Verity? I am good. Well rested from the old microphone and uh, raring to get back to it and see your lovely face. Ah, it's lovely to see you too. <laughs> and yeah, it's nice to be back on the mic. I absolutely didn't touch it for the whole of the break. So it just feels a little bit weird sitting back recording today but we are going to give you just a bit of a catch up on what we've been up to the world has has been changing during our break um mm. i had a birthday boat is is today woo, woo, woo. and oh. um yeah we're going to talk a little bit about what's been up to what we've been doing what we've been reflecting on what we've been figuring out so do you want to go Verity? what have you been doing <laughs> Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's been six weeks since we, we last uh, spoke to you guys. Um, and I suppose the biggest thing for me that I've been figuring out, which is a really big deal for me, is drinking. <laughs> so um, I'm sure most of you will um, probably relate to the uh, we're in lockdown there's nothing going on. Let's have a glass of wine each night and relax and enjoy. Um, and that's a nice gentle habit that I got myself into. Wasn't an issue of any sort in my eyes. It was just the Mediterranean way of life, as I call it. Um, but then I read a book called Sober Curious by Ruby Warrington. And I started to ask myself, why do I drink? And it's a trigger I'll be honest it's a very much trigger point but yeah it kind of led me down this path of really thinking why do I drink what is the exact reason that I drink um and so surprisingly I didn't see it coming it led me on a path of sober curiosity um which basically means I am trying not to drink but I'm not sober so what I mean by that is in like the last six weeks I probably drank three times um when I would have normally drunk 40 um so that's a big difference it's a big difference um and not only that the biggest thing for me is that I'm not each day thinking oh shall I have a drink tonight which Mm. is what I used to do um so anyone who is in a similar position. I really recommend the book Sober Curious. Ruby Warrington has a podcast as well. Uh, we'll pop all the links. Um, but yeah, that's been my kind of figuring out over these these past six weeks. How about you? <laughs> I think it's a really interesting thing to figure out because I think also a lot of people's relationship with alcohol changed during lockdown. Like we've spoken mm. about both of our relationships with alcohol previously on the podcast, and we can put it in the show notes. And but I think a lot of time changed it for people. And I think there were a lot of people who definitely fell into this. Well, we're just at home. We can have a drink every night. People who drive, 
and so they maybe didn't used to drink as much because they were driving because now you're just at home there wasn't that difference you know people were furloughed and they were just at home and they said they had nothing to do and we're like it was sunny we had a really sunny like ridiculously sunny mm-hmm. April May and then you're like woohoo like let's sit in the garden and have a drink so I think actually probably uh that sort of experience has probably changed people's relationship and I think maybe as well as people start to come out you know the pubs are open again how do we how do we feel about do we go back to the way we used to drink before have we changed based on what's going on so I feel like it's quite a good thing to be figuring out um my own relationship has drastically changed because I have moved during the break so I had been living with uh, my best friend from uni I'd moved out I hadn't been illegal I'd moved out to hers the week before we went into lockdown um so I ended up being there for 12 weeks I hadn't been illegal <laughs> I hate because everyone was I always felt a bit like naughty and I was like no 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 I'd gone out <clears throat> basically I'm her bridesmaid uh, she's getting married later this year fingers crossed and I'd gone up for her wedding dress fitting and I'd all was already on work from home so she was like oh yeah. you can stay here and then 12 weeks later <laughs> 12 weeks later I decided it was time to leave her um and so I am back in Nottingham at my mum's house um so yeah living with the parents in my childhood room again um and you know that's a, a learning curve uh <laughs> not having your own space uh, like living with my mum yeah it's definitely different so I'm figuring out trying to work that out but it made sense because I thought there's an opportunity to also, my mum's got a garden. I don't have a garden in London. So I thought I'd make yeah. the most of that if the sun decides to like stay around for a bit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I think it makes a difference. And I also think being with someone during lockdown makes a difference. Um, I know a few people who, who have been on their own and I think they've done incredible, incredible, you know, jobs of, of at just doing the best they can through this lockdown. But I must admit, I've been very, very blessed to share this lockdown with people people that I enjoy the company of so um yeah I completely understand that yeah anyone who's been doing it by themselves I definitely my heart goes out to them because it definitely was a hard Mm. thing and I also came back because it was my birthday and I definitely didn't want to be by myself no on my birthday (laughs) so I as I said my mum has a garden so I had a few friends in the garden um which was lovely all socially distanced I got the tape measure out (laughs) and placed everyone's chair everyone's biggest geek in the world I'm like no I've got like so that was really nice and then um I had a little zoom call as well because you know I do love a bit of Zoom Zoom. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so it's been very nice. Uh, still enjoying a sli- slightly slower pace of life. Um, but the main thing I've probably figured out was I took June as a bit of time to reflect. I always do a big session around my birthday anyway. I like the fact it's halfway through the year, so it feels very mm. timely to be like, let's sit down, let's look back over my goals, let's do all that sort of stuff. But um, for June, uh, oh, well, we read it in June, we discussed it in July, Propel Her's Book Club, my book club, was reading Your Dream Life Starts Here by Christina Carlson, who is the, um, I forgot what, I don't know what she classed herself as, the founder, I think, and creative director of Kiki Gay. And stationery. Oh, I love that brand. Um, yeah, such a nice brand. When I used to work in Covent Garden, I used to spend way too many mm. lunches like, oh, look at all these beautiful things. So yeah, so she has a book called Your Dream Life Starts Here and I thought it was timely to try and read that um, as I was doing all my reflection. And one of the tasks in it is to write down 101 dreams. <gasps> yeah. Oh my gosh. 
And I think it's because she really wants you to try and push through. Like, I think it's quite easy yeah. at the beginning when you're doing the big dreams. And if you're someone that's got like a bucket list and you're like, I want to travel here and like, I want to start this business or like, I want to get to this point in my career and like, I want to have a family and I want to do this. Like, those things are quite easy, those big dreams. But then as you keep going, you're like, you know, it can feel a bit like you're trying to scrape the barrel. But I then just stopped. And then like, a couple of days later, something would pop in your head. You're like, oh, I can add that down. And, um, and I actually set the task to a few of my friends to do it. Um, so I thought oh, I wanted to try and talk it through with some people before I did the actual book club session. And it was really like revealing and actually was a really, really interesting task to actually do with my friends because it enabled me, one, to find out stuff about them like I never knew. Um, also, sometimes when people say their dreams, you either realise that's so not me at all and I have a real mm. strong reaction to it or you're like, oh yeah, like how did I not even think about that? So um, yeah, that's been an activity. I think I'm currently on 72. <laughs> oh my gosh, well done. Over um, how long? How long have you been doing that? I think I've been doing it for like at least three weeks. <laughs> <gasps> That, that shows how powerful it is, I suppose, that it's taken you that long to, to really think about it. Yeah, and I think like no one, there wasn't a single member of book club that had written 101. I think, mm. some, I think you know, I think it is quite a challenge. Um, but the whole point is, uh, Christina really writes about, we don't give ourselves enough time to dream. And actually, this mm. is like the point of the book is to really set that side of time. And for me, it was very different because I do lots of goal setting, but you don't normally have a lot. It's very, like, you know, if you wrote more than 10, you start to think, how am I ever going to be able to deal with that? Because this was just absolutely massively, like, pushing yourself to really, like, dream as big as possible. And also, like, some of them could be little, but to really keep on going because then you will pull out aspects of yourself that, like, maybe you've never written down, maybe you've never acknowledged. Um, so, yeah, it's a task I've thoroughly enjoyed doing and will continue, and hopefully I will get to 101. <laughs> oh I want to give this a go yeah. oh, it sounds lovely yeah I really like that idea yeah well while you've been reading I've just found it impossible to read these past six weeks so I've been watching <laughs> I've been watching stuff um I think my kind of top things I recommend are um Dead to Me, second season. So obviously watch the first if you haven't seen it. That's on Netflix. Um, but it's just two really great, strong female protagonists. Um, it's a lot about female friendship and um, there's lots of comedic value in it as well. And yeah, highly, highly recommend that. Um, the Bold Type, again, three very strong female protagonists. What I think I like about The Bold Type is they're all very different. So it's based in a, it's probably your idea of hell, Sherelle. It's based <laughs> three uh, women, younger women who work at a, a woman's magazine in New York. Um, and one is a black queer woman. She's like the social head of social media. Um, one is um, a straight white woman who is dating like one of the board members, and one is um, a straight white woman who um, has like fertility complications and and you know relationship difficulties and things like that. So it's quite varied and it's quite refreshing as 
Easter as a program um, and that's on Amazon Prime and then obviously and I'm I'm assuming you've watched this but I don't no. know because you don't really watch TV <laughs> Hamilton no I haven't oh my, oh, oh my god oh my god it's so good oh I literally I'm addicted I'm addicted to satisfied I keep just like listening to satisfied on my Spotify if anyone is listening yeah you'll either get it or you won't it's fine um and also um Oh, what's the one that the king sings is it like oh i don't know anyway the king song i'm just it's just absolutely blooming amazing and i saw it and i was like two hours 40 minutes oh my god i did have to break it into like three bits with lots of cups of tea but if you have disney watch it if you don't have disney get the seven day trial that i think they do and watch it because it's really good it's really so good. funny that you brought that up because um so it came when it came out my whole all my social media feeds that day were all full of it um so it, for anyone who doesn't know it actually got brought forward by a year so Disney already had the rights for it oh. um, I'm like 99% sure they already had the rights for it they've already recorded it age ago etc but because yeah, of it was everything 2016 it was recorded yeah but it's because of everything that's been happening with the pandemic they decided to bring the release on Disney forward um oh. Because obviously no one can actually see the production in its real flesh right now. And um, there was so many people that were just like, so excited for it, can't wait to see it. Like, da -da -da -da. And it's always like a bit of a dirty secret that I've never seen Hamilton. Um, because <laughs> I work in theatre and it's like the biggest show in the West End in like the last couple of years. But I just, I know it's really bad, but I just didn't want to pay that much money to go and see yeah, it was pricey. Uh, it was really pricey, and also it just didn't really, because the fact that it's it's like a modern musical and it's like the use of music isn't like it's not traditional. It's like it's made for the twenty first century. That didn't appeal to me. Like it just didn't. It just it didn't. So I've never seen it. So when I was like, it's like on TV. I was like, yeah, I should make the time to see it. Um, so I was planning on getting my seven day free trial and watching it one day, but I haven't chosen an evening yet to sit down and do it. So thank you for the reminder. Yeah, it's it's very worth it. It is a modern take, which I hope in a way brings in new people to the world of musicals so I literally had to you know put it on when when I knew that they wouldn't want to watch anything on the tv but it's um just so clever so smart and it I mean it took him seven years to write and mm. you can see why it's so beautifully done um and it's just like a masterpiece so yeah go watch that um and the other thing that happened whilst we were off the air was pride month so pride month is june celebrating the lgbtq plus community um so obviously it was slightly different this year um with the um killing of george floyd george floyd um black lives matter was predominantly what the lgbtq plus community put their um, efforts and and their focus on in terms of ensuring that the people of color and black people within our community were we were supporting them and getting equality both as black people and both as lgbtq plus people um for those of you that don't know like stonewall which kind of was the riot that then the first pride came back of was um started by queer and transgender black people um and they were the people at the forefront of it so it's it for me it's been um 
a kind of month of educating myself on all all of of that history um that I suppose as a new as a newly outed queer woman I, I probably didn't have that much knowledge on before um and there's some yeah, yeah there's never... some really it's it's interesting there's and there's some brilliant um again Netflix documentaries <laughs> um Marsha P Johnson was quite a prominent uh, transgender um woman in the um 60s and 70s um who was really at the forefront of um Stonewall and uh, she was a, a black transgender woman and there's an absolutely incredible documentary on Netflix um, because she was murdered and they said it was suicide or she fell in mm-hmm. and the whole community was like no <laughs> she, she was murdered so it was about opening up that investigation again um, but yeah I think for me it's been a real um also lesson on trying to help me educate myself on things that in in a sense either have nothing to do with me or what I don't identify as and I think it's teaching me that just because I'm not that thing it doesn't mean I can be ignorant to that and in a way Hamilton I know it sounds silly but you know I did I had no education around the the American American history you know yeah so that that was really good for me in, in terms of that and to broaden my knowledge um, in that sense. Can I ask a question because I feel like the Pride month has been an interesting one this year because of it not being able to have the community together like physically in the way it normally does so um, you know I normally do go to to Pride the first not the March the March um, in London normally every year for example and that's like yeah. obviously a vocal not a vocal point like a vocal point like you can see it it's a visible moment that happens obviously within the month like yes there's lots of things are happening and every like different industries will do different things and people do their own events and people get involved but that's obviously like a big moment because and it's visible um like what was the difference by yes lots of stuff was happening but it did it feel smaller did it feel i don't know just if there was any differences by it being on being having to be online this year rather than actually getting to meet people yeah well I think there was two main differences the fact that coronavirus meant that I think I think Taiwan was the only place that had an actual in-person pride festival um and obviously like I said with with the murder of George Floyd it it a lot of um organizations that focus on the LGBTQ plus community decided to shift their focus on first and primarily um, trying to eradicate racial inequality um, and then moving on to LGBTQ plus rights. So it was a different vibe in general. I think something that I felt that did happen though was in a way it was kind of nice for that noise to be taken away because we got back down to those grassroots Mm -hmm. of what Pride is and why it happened, the fact it was a riot and also the fact that, um, you know, there's all these companies with like rainbow like backgrounds on logos and stuff and people started questioning uh, what are you actually doing like don't just use it for commercial gain so I feel like it's been quite a blessing in that there's been lots of conversations that have needed to happen for a while um around the community so yeah yeah I think it is really interesting the whole changing your logo situation um Mm. and they're definitely 
I think like I really notice it the most on LinkedIn just because I think the way that people's posts come up on my yeah. LinkedIn like you'd see the ones that were changing it and I was like yeah like what are you actually doing as a company to really um, like follow through with that and obviously that was a conversation that happened a lot with companies that took out like um took part in like blackout tuesday um and other moments based around the black lives matter was like yeah you can change you can turn everything black today but what are you actually doing and it'd been Mm -hmm. quite easy for a company to make um superficial outside changes but what does it look like actually in your company and how do people from those communities in your company actually feel that they're treated and how are they supported and what are you actually doing for their advancement yeah and I, I feel um that there's so much anger and emotion now within the general people that companies can't hide anymore mm-hmm. in just changing a color or putting something up and saying no oh, we celebrate this or we support this we're like we want to see what you're doing and I think that's just so incredibly powerful and, and for the best and the companies who don't believe in in racial equality and and equality between you know genders and and the queer community will suffer financially I, th- I think we're at that turning point now where the general <laughs> consumer I'm, I mean yeah I don't it, it's worrying to know what more it would take to get to that turning point um within my lifetime this is the most radical time that has happened in, in terms of the bigger issues within the world um and the response but um yeah I do I do pray that it it does have a an effect so um but yeah we we need to keep working every day at it and not just stick up a picture and (laughs) be like oh that's it we've took that box so um so yeah so um I think that's kind of the main highlights of what's what's been happening have you got anything else that has no it's been a very quiet time <laughs> you know you're like oh really is that everything we did at that time I was like other than that I just went for lots of walks probably that's about it <laughs> oh yeah there's obviously other things but you know the listeners don't want to know everything no, we've you done don't need to know everything. <laughs> um so maybe now's the time just to kind of maybe give people a heads up about the new season and the new kind of structure and everything like that um so while we were away we obviously did lots of thinking about the podcast about the people who listen and you know what you guys want and um, the reason you listen um so we have decided to change things around a little bit to really kind of make this show about um learning and you know education um in terms of general day-to-day life with us as millennials as women in our 30s figuring out life um and kind of really having that empowerment behind everything um so and we've also um got some really really amazing guests lined up um so they will be in the mix as well um yeah and um we're just really looking forward to kind of working on the new season and and getting you all involved yeah and I think as always as we said we obviously we know the things we are trying to figure out but it's always super helpful to know what you are trying to figure out we 
whilst we may say like it's for millennial women we all know there are so many differences between us all and therefore it's super exciting and interesting and eye-opening for us to hear back from our listeners to know what you're trying to figure out and if it's something that we don't have experience on then we are going to be looking for other guests to come on and help in that area so definitely do get in touch with us you can um, send us an email to free and figuring it out at gmail.com or you can find us on virtually all the social media now virtually so yeah um we are like really excited to help everyone figure out this wonderful thing called life um and we will listen to you no you will listen to us not we will listen to you (laughs) in the next episode so thank you so much for tuning in and we will see you next friday bye thank you so much for listening to this episode of free and figuring it out don't forget to hit the subscribe button so you don't miss the next installment and if you want to be a superstar please leave us a review or you can get in touch with us drop us an email at free and figuring it out at gmail.com we'd love to hear from you until next time